0: Welcome to the HSD Podcast Series. I'm your host today, Laura Franco, Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Regulatory Strategy. Today, I'm joined by Beth Laurie, Compliance Director and Corporate Compliance Officer for Life Care Services. Beth is charged with overseeing the healthcare compliance program of our skilled nursing facilities. Today's program is part nine of a 10-part series where we are reviewing the CMS compliance and ethics program. So welcome back, Beth.
1: Thanks, Laura. As you know, I started the 10-part series in March 2018. Hard to believe we're, we're coming to the end of this. Uh, And I started with the introduction of why we need this series and the elements of the CMS final rule of the Compliance and Ethics Program that constitute its foundation.
0: Excellent. So um, before we jump into the element we're going to review today, can you talk about, you know, just give us a quick refresher on all eight elements of the program?
1: Absolutely. I'll tick them off. Number one is the Compliance and Ethics Program must have standards, policies, and procedures Two, there must be a high-level compliance officer. Three, the program must have sufficient resources. Four, there must be due diligence used. Five, there must be effective communication of the program. Six, the program has to use reasonable steps to achieve compliance. Seven is there must be consistent enforcement of the program. And eight, there must be responsiveness to any potential violations uh, of the program.
0: Okay, and like you said, we're coming to the end of our series pretty soon. We have one more podcast to do after this one. But this is this today, we're going to um, concentrate on element eight, which is that responsiveness. So um, let's discuss the details of what our listeners need to know about element number eight responsiveness.
1: Sure. So, a key element of an effective compliance and ethics program is that it should have a system of measures checks, and balances to ensure the compliance and ethics program is working. This system should be designed to gauge the responsiveness to reports of potential violations, willingness to comply with the compliance and ethics program, and the degree of consistency of the enforcement.
0: So, I'm pretty concrete here. So, can you give me an example of how nursing facilities can gauge its responsiveness?
1: Oh, absolutely. So a nursing facility can track hotline reports it receives to determine how long they took to resolve. Uh, Resolutions, for example, achieved within a few weeks of receiving the report versus a year suggest that the program is working well. One that takes a year to achieve resolution indicates that the program is suffering from some sort of deficiency. The nursing facility can also track how quickly it responded to reports. A response to a report occurring within a couple of days demonstrates the nursing facility is taking the program seriously, whereas a response to a report occurring with a few months suggests otherwise.
0: Okay, I get it. I get it. So I know that you talked about reasonable steps to achieve compliance in our last podcast, which was podcast um, number seven. What happens if the nursing facility takes these reasonable steps, but the same violation keeps recurring over and over?
1: Well, if a violation keeps reoccurring despite the nursing facility's steps to address and mitigate it, then the nursing facility needs to examine its compliance program, including revising its standards, policies, and procedures to prevent the violation from reoccurring. And and also, just generally, it is imperative that a nursing facility periodically assess its compliance program.
0: Okay, then can responsiveness be proactive and reactive? Um, Because I know nursing facilities audit and they catch different areas and they fix any potential areas, but can they also be proactive with responsiveness?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, the responsiveness can be both. Uh, Monitoring and auditing systems are critical to detecting potential criminal, civil, and administrative violations of the Social Security Act. So, good question, Laura.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So um, today was really short and sweet. So I want to thank you, Beth, for um, joining us and for our listeners today as we conclude the ninth podcast on the eighth element, which is responsiveness of the CMS Compliance and Ethics Program. So um, sadly, next month, Beth, it will be our 10th and last podcast summarizing all of the uh, Compliance and Ethics Program elements. So you. Thanks again, and I will talk with you next time. Legal disclaimer Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast.